0: Welcome back to your Therapy Tools. I hope you're having a beautiful day so far. It's almost 9 a.m. where I'm at, and I'm just starting my day. So wherever you are in your day, I hope it's going beautifully for you. Today's topic is the seven phases of trauma bonding and how to tell if a man is emasculated and why you need to know if a man is emasculated. So this this kind of... Um, ties in with my narcissism episodes it also ties in with my alcoholic episodes because these these things are common with relationships with toxic uh, narcissistic people and also very common if you're in a relationship with an alcoholic who happens to be a male so the seven stages of trauma bonding the first stage is the love bombing phase okay so, what does that look like? Love bombing. That's, that's a cool terminology, right? You may have already heard it. Um, I know there's a lot of information out there. But love bombing is basically this person is showing you love in overdrive. Um, this person is doting on you, giving you all 110% of their attention all the time. If you're not with them, they're texting you, they're sending you uh, love love memes on uh, social media. They might call you on every break they get at work. Um, if you're not with them, you're on the phone with them all night long. And it seems like you have everything in common with them. And they praise you up and down. They tell you they've never met anybody like you. That you feel like their soulmate. They they say, I, I just know you're my soulmate. I would marry you in a heartbeat. It's that quick. It's a It's a punch in the face, a sucker punch of love right in your face. And a lot of times, you know, growing up watching fairy tales and soap operas and even reality shows, we want that kind of love. We want that exciting, that passionate, that beautiful love where we can do no wrong and they put us on a pedestal and, We're treated like royalty, right? It feels so damn good. And it starts firing off all these feel-good chemicals in your brain, and you literally become intoxicated on the love chemicals in your brain. I had a professor in grad school who told us uh, during class that when people fall in love, they become retarded, Um, because it it retards the intelligence, it retards the logic, it slows, the word retard means slow, so it slows it way down, way down, so you're a bumbling idiot, high on love, and you're not thinking straight. Now, I really thought he was a cynical man, (laughs) but, you know, we want to believe in love, right? Uh, I thought he was a little cynical, but he did have a point and he had diagrams to show us the different chemicals that are released uh, from an MRI photo that he had versus the normal brain um, pointing out that there's scientific fact behind it so when somebody's love bombing us we are producing all kinds of feel-good chemicals in our brain and it is the equivalent of getting high so you're high on love and it's fantastic and you're telling everybody you've met the greatest person you met your soulmate you met your future husband you're so excited right all you can think about is this person day and night you see them everywhere but they're not really there you're driving through traffic and you glance over and see a car that looks like theirs and you're like oh is that him is that him no okay it's not him and this person's on your mind front and center constantly To the point where you ditch your friends, you avoid going to family functions. You just want to spend 100% of your time with this person because nobody has ever made you feel this good. They'll also compliment um, everything about you that you're insecure about. So if you're insecure about your teeth, they'll tell you you have beautiful teeth. Who cares if they're a little crooked? They're gorgeous. It gives you character. If you're insecure that your stomach is not flat enough, They'll tell you they love women with curves and it's gorgeous and don't you worry about it. So no matter what your insecurity is, they'll absolutely gush over it. And they will tell you why they love you. They love your personality. They love your free-spiritedness. They love this. They love that about you. They just adore you. So you begin to develop trust and dependency, you're 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 dependent on this person, the way a drug addict is dependent on their dope to get high. You become dependent on them to feel that sense of highness, that sense of butterflies, that sense of joy, that sense of self worth, and that big boost in your self esteem. And you trust them, so when they tell you you shouldn't hang out with your friend uh, Jennifer, she's you know she's a bad influence and i think she's really jealous of you and then suddenly you start thinking yeah she is and you stop hanging out with her so he starts to isolate you um starts to have you be more dependent on him and uh yeah today we're focusing on the toxic male and and emasculated men okay so just just so you know i'm not uh i'm not saying women don't do this they do but today i'm just focusing on men so You might say that you need to get your car fixed and you're going to call your brother or your dad or a friend who knows how to fix cars. And the guy you're with is going to say, no, no, no. If you need anything, you tell me. I'll take care of you. You don't have to ask people for anything. That's what I'm for. So you become very dependent on them for that high. You become dependent on them for fixing things you become dependent on them maybe financially they'll they'll make sure that you're combining your bank accounts right away they'll take control of the money um and you're cool with it because you're 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 still in the love bomb phase and you trust them so the next phase is when they start to devalue you they start criticizing you So in the beginning when they told you your teeth were fantastic and you had a beautiful stomach and they love curvy women, now they are giving indirect insults. They might watch a movie with you and say, Oh, gross, look at that lady's teeth. And her teeth might be similar to yours. Or he might see a woman with a not-so-flat stomach and he'll say, Oh, God, she looks pregnant. How gross. And then you're sitting there cringing like, Oh, God. And then you might say... Well, my teeth look like that. And he'll say, you're being sensitive. God, I I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about her. And then after a while, the criticism gets more direct. So in between the criticisms, now remember, there is love bombing. So they lift you up, they tear you down. They lift you up, they tear you down. And you are already hooked on the love drug. So when they slap you down... You're willing to do whatever they want in order to get another dose of that high. So they criticize. And after a while, they're not so cool with you being a free spirit. When you get up and start dancing and singing, they get up and leave the room. They look irritated. Or they'll cut you off from singing your song and start telling you about something that has nothing to do with anything. uh, Just to get you to shut up. And then... If you are with a group of friends, say you're at a barbecue or something and you say, oh my God, I love this song. You get up and start dancing. and You tell your friends, come on, dance with me. He will find a way to make you stop dancing or he may even be as bold as to pull you aside and say, hey, you look like an idiot. Stop it. You're embarrassing me. Or he'll say, why are you flirting with everybody? You know, it'll be something like that. So he'll begin to shut you down. That criticism stage, they shut you down They minimize you. They start nitpicking at you about every little thing. And eventually he's going to tell you, you know, you should get braces. Your teeth are crooked. They look gross and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt really bad. But then after they see that they've sufficiently torn you down, they'll build you back up because that's how they get their. That's how they get their supply. That's how they feed their little ego. So, it's a it's a roller coaster. It's up, it's down. It's up, it's down. And then the next stage is manipulation. They start to manipulate you. They start to gaslight you. Um, they start to say things that they know will upset you, perhaps even flirting with your sister. And when you mention it and say, Hey, you were very flirtatious towards her. That was uncomfortable for me. He'll say something like, Look, I was just being nice to your family. You've got issues. You have issues because of your past relationships. So you need to work on yourself. Or you need to go to therapy. You have problems. Um, So they'll blame you for your reaction to their toxic behavior. And they'll do this in many ways. They might even cheat on you. And you could have evidence, cold hard evidence, And they will manipulate you, gaslight you, and convince you that you made it all up just to be dramatic. And you'll be questioning your own reality. They'll also manipulate you financially. So in the beginning, they're like, hey, if you need anything, you ask me. I will get it for you. Well, now they are manipulating you by saying, oh, my God, I don't have enough money to pay for this. Or I need new tires in my car. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. And they know that you just got paid. Even if you're a single mom, they'll take advantage of you. And eventually you'll find yourself paying for everything for this guy. And you'll be thinking, wait a minute, who's the man in this relationship? Why do I have to pay for everything for him? That's not right. You might want to go on a vacation and he will insist on going with you because if you go on a vacation without him, that's grounds for breaking up. However, he can't afford to pay his way, so you're going to have to pay it. So you're stuck with either canceling the vacation or you pay for him. And neither one of those options feel good, right? Um, The next stage is you give up control. They've manipulated you. They love bomb you. They criticize you. The cycle just keeps repeating. And at this point, you're just giving up control. You're, You're giving in to whatever they want because you want another hit of that love drug. So... It's not always bad. That's why the trauma bonding happens, because it's not all bad. If it were, we would all run away from these people. They are charming, they're very convincing, and they can cause us to feel so much love and so much joy when they want to that we just can't walk away, no matter how bad it gets, right? So you've given up control, and now you ask him, uh... Can we have a barbecue and have friends over? Or um, you just you let him take control of everything, including the finances, which wipes you out. And then you're really dependent on him. Um, but he is controlling you completely, and you're not fighting it anymore because you've lost your spark. You're kind of in this state of dysthymia or even anhedonia where dysthymia is kind of like eeyore from winnie the pooh he's just bummed out about everything and and he's lost his spark for life and um anhedonia is a complete lack of joy it's like you cannot feel joy anymore nothing makes you happy anymore all the little things you used to love to do no doesn't matter anymore and you just fall into this black hole so that can happen Which brings me to the next stage of losing yourself. You have lost yourself. This person has beaten all of your identity out of you. And now your whole world and identity revolves around them. So you start feeling lost. You start feeling detached. You start feeling dysthymia or anhedonia. You just, nothing is, it's just depressing. You just feel like this dark cloud or this dark slime has enveloped your very soul. And he still comes in dangling those carrots of love, drug, love bombs intermittently. So even though you feel that terrible, he can still lift you out of it for a day and give you hope and make you feel like, Okay, yeah, he's changing. He's working on things. Okay, cool. Maybe, maybe he just had a rough year <laughs> and um, we're going to get back to the way it was. So you're always, always holding on to that hope. And that is the carrot they dangle in front of you to get you to perform. And lastly, the last phase is your complete and total addiction to the entire cycle from the love bombing, the trust and dependency, the criticism, manipulation, gaslighting, giving up control and losing yourself, round and round you go. And you'll stop this circus and this pattern when you are ready. You'll hit a point where you say, enough, enough, I can't do this anymore. Um, But you become addicted to the cycle. You have those happy hormones and then you have the cortisol, the stress hormones, back and forth, back and forth. It's like taking uppers to wake up and downers to go to sleep, and you become addicted. Think of uh, you know Elvis Presley and other um, Hollywood celebrity people who we've read about or heard about that died from that type of an addiction. Um, this kind of addiction is emotional, but our body produces you know, the quote drugs, uh, in, in response to our environment. So when we are being love bombed, we're, we're redu- we're releasing all of that dopamine, all of that happy, the serotonin, all the good things. Oh God, yummy. Right. And when they devalue and criticize and manipulate and gaslight, we become just drenched in cortisol and cortisol is so bad on so many levels research what cortisol is and how it affects the body it's horrible we need a certain level of it to healthy, to function in a healthy way but when you have too much of it and your body is not able to deplete itself of it or dilute it somehow um, it can be really toxic to your system and then at this point you're desperate for love you're so desperate. You have isolated or he has isolated you away from everybody, all your friends, all your family, and you're focused solely on this king baby, <laughs> and you're desperate for love. You want somebody to love you, sweep you off your feet, show you that you matter. So when he dangles those little carrots, you jump, you jump, and he, he says jump, and you say, how high, king baby, how high? And you're tolerating all of the bad just for those little morsels of good. So that's, be- that's basically the seven stages of trauma bonding. It's a lot like Stockholm Syndrome. Look that up. Go research Stockholm Syndrome. It's a lot like that, but this is for somebody we're actually in a relationship with, trauma bonding. Let's take a really quick break and we'll talk about emasculated men. So I have this article here in front of me written by a lady named April Macario. She wrote this on June 4th, 2022, and um, I like the way she summarizes it, and I just thought I'd share it with you. So if you want to look at this yourself, you can go to askapril.com slash signs hyphen of hyphen emasculated hyphen man hyphen to slash (laughs) okay so april says there are 15 ways to spot an emasculated man so what is an emasculated man this is a man who is not masculine a lot of women would describe would describe an emasculated man as um effeminate um of acting like the woman in the relationship, of being a drama queen. Some even say that uh, that guy's a bitch. So they don't, they don't typically do the things that um, a emasculated man would do. The, the emasculated man um, is not going to jump up and go outside and investigate. If you hear a noise outside, they'll tell you to do it as the woman. They'll say, well, why do I have to do it? Just because I'm a man, you should go do it. Um, so you're left feeling unsafe, you know. If somebody were breaking in or if somebody were in your backyard, you start you start to realize you're going to be the one who's going to have to fight because this dude is going to hide under the covers. Um, if your car needs to be fixed, you're going to have to take it to a mechanic or talk to a different man who is willing to help you work on your car if you want to do it. The emasculated man will say, Ew, I'm not getting oil all over my hands. I'm not doing that. Um, they also want you to pay for their dinner. They want you to pay for their vacations. They want you to do everything for them and take care of them, and they have zero shame about it. They, if you say, Does it bother you that I make more money than you? They'll say something such as, uh, Oh, no, I welcome it. I think it's fantastic. Um, when you go on dates with them, they want you to open the door for them. <laughs> um, they they're very insecure. They have no confidence. Um, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and jump onto her article here. So she writes, "His esteem toward himself is low, so he seeks self validation in the views and behaviors of others." I love this sentence because this is basically saying. Think about the guy who can't make a decision without consulting everybody on on the freaking earth. He has to call his family and his friends. He has to talk to his co-workers. And then he makes a decision based on what they tell him is the best thing to do. That's an emasculated man. He has absolutely no confidence in his own decision-making tools. He could take centuries to decide on something and constantly needs validation to do things. So... You might you might have cleaned the whole kitchen, floor to ceiling, wall to wall for the last five years, and he'll walk in and take out the trash one day. And if you don't do cartwheels and throw him a party with balloons and cake and tell the world, he took the trash out, he's my hero, he will get so mad at you. He will get so mad. He'll pout. He'll be passive aggressive. It's pretty incredible. Um... Women who totally depend on the emasculated man financially or emotionally will end up draining this guy because he's easy to push around. It's important to reflect on his past relationship and your relationship's power dynamics to notice the pattern. You don't need a soothsayer to show you a guy with low self-esteem. It shows in how he loves and behaves in relationships. So... There are a lot of women out there that like to take advantage of these dudes. Um, they can take over their house, their finances, and everything. Um, usually those women have cluster B personalities, you know, such as borderline, or histrionic disorder, or narcissism, or um, they're, they're toxic individuals who prey on others, opportunists. Um, they'll take advantage of this guy. However... If you're not taking advantage of this guy, he's going to have you paying for everything because he's a lady and you're the man in the relationship. Um, Complete lack of confidence. A guy with little or no confidence in himself is emasculated. He has zero confidence in himself. He's always second guessing himself. If no one is around to help him make a decision, he'll have a really hard time getting things done. Guys like this are always looking for a strong woman to help them navigate their life. So you hear men say, my home could use a woman's touch. Um, or maybe they, they need to buy a gift for their child for their birthday. And they say, uh, last minute, uh-oh, I forgot to get a gift for my, my daughter. Uh, what should I get for my daughter? And you're standing there like, you have known that child her whole life. How could you not know what to get her? Um, So they end up grabbing a a quick gift card, right? Um, Unless you take the reins and you you say, well, your daughter's birthday's coming up in a month. I think we better work on getting some gifts for her. And then you order them. You pay for them. (laughs) You wrap them up. And then you throw the party, buy all the food, cook all the food, clean up all the mess, and make him look good because you feel bad because he's useless. He's emasculated, he has no creativity, he has no ambition, no motivation, no drive, can't plan things ahead, can't make a decision. It's like you're taking care of a baby. They often uh, exhibit self-hatred, poor hygiene, sedentary lifestyles, um, alcoholism, um, they tend to be drawn towards drama. Uh, <laughs> a lot like uh, a lot of women. They 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 like drama. They say, I don't like drama. I don't like head games. But they're watching reality TV shows, keeping tabs on what Kim Kardashian is doing. Um, and if you're a woman who's not into all that, it's really odd to have a man walk up and say, did you see the dress Kim Kardashian wore today? Uh, you're kind of like, No, and I don't care. Why are you watching that? Um, And maybe he's attracted to her, maybe not. But really, really drawn into dramatics. Anytime people get in an argument on social media, um, the emasculated man is just glued to it. Glued to it. They're glued and they can't wait to tell you all the details. And then she said this and then he got mad and said that. Oh, it was crazy. And you're just kind of sitting there. Try not to roll your eyes thinking, why, why do you care so much about some strangers arguing on the internet? Um, okay. They're manipulative because of their self-esteem issues. Um, they want a feeling of power and superiority. So they really master the art of manipulation. And um, they exaggerate their issues to exploit your good heart and your nurturing instincts. So a guy like this will not feel bad making women feel the need to pay their bills, defend them or even stay with them when they want to leave. They also will insert themselves into all of your plans. They'll insert themselves into your ideas. Um, You can be working on a project outside where you're painting something or you're refurbishing a piece of furniture And you have a whole motif design in mind, right? You think, okay, I'm going to do this turquoise, beachy, it's going to be pretty. So you order all the pieces and you're out there doing it. And the emasculated man will come out there and puff up his chest and say, well, I think you need to add some pennies to the legs of that chair glue pennies on it because copper goes good with turquoise and that that's going to make it much better you need to put pennies all over it and also glue some beer caps to the back because that'll be classy and you might look up and say well I've already designed the whole thing I'm just putting it together and that's not part of my design Um, and then they get really mad and huff off or you might be planning uh, something for your children and uh, he'll come and puff up his chest and say well I was not informed that you were going to throw a party and I want to have a say so and blah, blah 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 and they start they just get really offended really easily if you don't communicate every little idea with them so they can pick it apart and pretend they know more um, they'll even go as far as like let's say a household appliance breaks, right? And you know he's not going to fix it because he's emasculated. So you're you're watching videos on YouTube, you're reading up on uh that certain appliance. You look at the the instruction manual of that appliance and then you order the parts and then you you go to Ace Hardware and you buy the tools that you need to do the repair. And you attempt to do the repair because it's not such a big repair that you have to call in an expensive repairman. So you teach yourself all of this quietly. And then when you begin doing the repair, Mr. Emasculated will come puff up his chest and start barking orders at you on how to do it. And in your head, you're thinking, you have no idea what you're talking about. Be quiet. Um, They do that. And they'll they'll come to you and say, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to pay my phone bill. Oh no, it's terrible. Whatever will I do? And they know you just got paid. Or um, if you just got paid and filled your house with groceries, even if you're a single mom, they will invite their friends or somebody over that day. Like, let's say you stock your house with groceries and you go buy a big salmon from Costco that you're going to portion out for meals throughout the next two weeks, right? Uh, You're going to have chicken one day, salmon one day, you're portioning everything out. And he says, oh, good, you bought salmon. My friend loves salmon. I'm going to invite him over for a barbecue tonight. And then he'll invite his people over, and they'll eat up all the food you bought for, you know, the month or the two-week period or whatever. And he will not pay for anything. He won't contribute anything. And then he'll tell all his friends, oh yeah, we cooked all of this for you. We went to Costco and we bought that. And he'll say, "Wee wee we, wee wee we, when it's really just you. One of the primary gifts of, of masculinity, as she writes here, is making decisions and taking risks based on instinct, information, wisdom, knowledge and resources men always make decisions and act fast on what they want or do not want however insecure emasculated men find it difficult to make a decision on their own because they don't dare take a risk or suffer the consequence such as humiliation of their decision making they don't want to be wrong they don't want to be humiliated so they will go and ask everybody what they think Um, One example is a man, an emasculated man, was thinking of buying his wife a gift for her birthday. The wife had kept talking about wanting a hot tub. So he said, well, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, well, uh, I've been talking about a hot tub all year, so how about a hot tub? And he says, okay, I'll buy you a hot tub. Yeah. We don't have to have one installed. We can just buy one of those, you know. They even have these big blow-up ones that are supposed to be pretty good. And she says, yeah, fine, great, sounds great. I can't wait to sit in a hot tub. Then he talks to everybody he knows about that hot tub that he's thinking of getting. And a couple of people tell him, oh, I had one and it wouldn't heat up and it, you know, malfunctioned. I had to return it and get a new one. So he decided not to buy the hot tub. And instead, he gave her a gift card for $20. And he said, I didn't buy the hot tub because my buddy at work said they weren't very good. So that, that's kind of how they'll do it, um, making decisions. It's very frustrating, especially if you're the type of person who will make a decision. And if it doesn't turn out well, then you've learned something, right? You have that attitude. Like, if it doesn't work out, then I learned something. I learned what not to do next time and what might work better next time, right? Um. Or, or you're the type of person who you're very knowledgeable, so you just make decisions very well. It's easy. Um, you really don't have that lack of self confidence, so it's kind of like okay. So this happened. This is what I will do. Um, an emasculated man can't do that. They have to have somebody tell them what to do, and uh, they'll they'll post it on social media. They'll ask all their friends. They'll ask all their coworkers. They'll talk to their family members. It can take forever for them to make a decision. And it can be frustrating, especially if you're dating one, because they can never make the choice of where to eat or what to do on your date. They're going to ask you what you want to do. Um, they're going to ask you what you want for your birthday because they don't know what to get you because they don't pay attention to you or anything you say <laughs> throughout the year. So... They'll say, well, I don't know what you might like. Or they'll buy themselves food, but not you. And then say, well, I didn't get you anything because I wasn't sure what you might want to eat. Because they can't even make a decision based on their own knowledge without talking to others. And then they get confused and say, okay, forget it. I'm not going to do anything at all. Um, And she writes here, nobody enjoys having tough conversations with loved ones, family members, or business affiliates. But you do it because it's the adult thing to do. Weak or emasculated men, on the other hand, will avoid conversations. They give in to their fear of rejection and their fear of confrontation and the probable fear of the responsibility to make a decision that may arise from the conflict. That is beautifully written. Abusive. And she writes, I know this might be weird because you feel like insecure men don't feel so masculine and powerful anymore, so how can they be abusive? Well, most emasculated men are very, very narcissistic. (laughs) Um, They recognize their state and they want to feel masculine, so they try to get the power back, but they do it in the wrong way. They attempt to frighten and undermine their partners to make themselves feel masculine Because they feel incapable. They try to undermine you. And start with name calling. Usually words like stupid. And other terrible words. Uh, They just want to feel like they have power. Over something or someone. That's not strong enough to overpower them back. So an emasculated man. On one hand. They might want a strong woman. If they're not abusive. But if they are are abusive. If they are narcissistic. If they are an alcoholic. They're going to want a really codependent nurturing type who's not going to fight them, but try to love and heal them. That way they can, you know, get some power over them or they want a woman who's slightly broken. And I've heard a lot of guys talk about this, that they're attracted to women who are slightly broken because then they get to uh, think of them as a work in progress and they get to mold them and shape them into who they want them to be. Uh, talk about emasculated a a man who is not emasculated a man who is healthy and functioning does not want a broken woman they want a full grown healthy functioning strong woman to be their equal they don't want somebody who's broken Um, but emasculated men they can't handle a strong woman like that because a strong woman will fight back and end up calling him a bitch like I've heard some women say Um, when a man who has no confidence or cannot make decisions because of their fear of dealing with the outcome is emotionally immature, he caves back into a shell after you give him feedback and does not take positive criticism. Well, they are so defensive. They'll go on a defensive rant for hours, days, weeks, even you could tell them, you know, you always cut me off when I talk and I, I, that's why I don't strike up conversations with you uh, lately because I just feel frustrated when I'm trying to say something and somebody cuts me off and he'll say something like, everybody does that it's normal, I don't know why you're so sensitive about that, it's ridiculous and he'll just go on and on and on I, I've always done that, nobody's ever had an issue before a little, 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 little <laughs> for days and, and pouty and bratty and mad at you because you mentioned it um They're very rigid, they really don't want to try new things because they're afraid of letting go of their normal schedule. They remain in situations hoping that they will change. Um, Remaining in that situation with them, I'm sorry, and hoping that they will change is a terrible idea. Tell them to act on it or get help. They are emotionally unavailable. They have these feelings of insufficiency gnawing at them all the time, they don't feel good enough and they automatically think they don't deserve affection so they won't open up or confide in you. Instead they'll bottle up their emotions and they will not emotionally feed you. So you will feel like you're having a door slammed in your face constantly. They do a lot of blame shifting so there's a lot of similarities to narcissists, right? And and if you're with a narcissist or a narcissistic alcoholic, king baby type person, you've experienced blame shifting. They say, I wouldn't have done this if you wouldn't have done that, right? So if you're hearing these statements in your relationship, your man's always blame shifting. I call it boomerang blame. And they never take responsibility for their actions. This is an escapist and a coward, and it's usually exhibited by an emasculated man. So if you feel like something is lagging in the relationship and you're always getting blamed for it, you might be dealing with a really insecure guy. Not might be, but for sure. They never assume responsibility. Um, they always blame others. They have a lot of anger, these guys. And and she writes about this here. Uh Anger. There's little reason why men that feel emasculated won't feel angry as well. They feel weak, cheated, helpless, and all that bad energy just makes them really angry. Men like this are generally unsatisfied with the outcome of their lives, yet they do very little to change things. The mere thought that they can't or won't help themselves makes them agitated and loathsome sometimes. Unfortunately, that negative energy is usually directed at women. So there, there's a definitely a misogyny, a misogynist aspect to it too. Um, an emasculated man, you could watch a movie with them, right? You could, You could be watching a movie and they walk in and you might see a woman... Complaining about this man and leaving the man and packing her things. And the emasculated man will immediately say it's the woman's fault. He'll say, oh, she's a gold digger. She, She's probably screwing his brother. He'll come up with some really horrible things. And when you look up at them and say, it's none of those. Her son died and she can't stand to be in that house anymore. And her husband and her are falling apart. So she's leaving and he'll say, oh, well, she just looks like a gold digger. You know, they're, they're always, they don't want to listen to women either. If, if an emasculated man has a female boss who's telling them what to do, they hate it. They get angry. And in a relationship, if you're trying to explain something to the emasculated man, like how to put this bed frame together, they'll say, I know how to do this. I've done this a million times. Get out. You, you you don't need to tell me what to do. You think, you know, you go do the dishes, go bake me a pie, you know, and then they'll, they'll sit in there and struggle for hours on how to put it together. And then they'll call a friend who will tell them exactly what you told them. But the friend is a man and they'll come and tell you, oh yeah, my friend John called. And he said, if I hold it this way and put the screw in and it worked, I'm, I'm so glad I called him. And you're standing there with your jaw hitting the floor. And you say, that's exactly what I told you in the first place. They will not give you credit. They're jealous. They're jealous, jealous, jealous. They're very jealous. And she writes here, this is a common sign with emasculated men. They already feel insecure. So they see every man hanging with their woman as a huge threat. And they get very, very jealous, They suspect you and everyone around you of the very worst of intentions. They look through your phone. They ask a series of questions in a manner that is clear that they are gathering information to fuel their insecurity. And then she writes, they have a lack of zeal. They have no energy or enthusiasm to pursue any goal or objective. Not to sound sexist, but men are known for their zeal and energy towards competition and success. A man with no energy to pursue any goal may be insecure and weak. Nothing keeps him motivated, and this might stem from so many things. He might feel this way because his boss questioned his ability, or he is not excelling in his chosen career path. Whatever the reason may be, lack of zeal is a sign that he may be emasculated. They might be hung up on a former career as well that they no longer work in. That was like their claim to fame. Um, and everything else is just garbage compared to what they used to do. And they used to make nine figures and they used to own all these properties and, and they'll just, they'll hang out in memory land all the time, bragging about themselves. But when you ask them, well, what, what do you have going on right now in the present moment, they, they don't have much to say. And then they get mad at you. Um, they're very controlling. They want to feel that power. Um, makes them feel manly to isolate you and control you. Character assassination. She writes about how most men likely pride themselves in either money, fame, looks, sexual prowess, or other things that they've been conditioned to think define their masculinity. An insecure man is lacking in one or all of these areas and will not want his partner to be better than him. So what he does is assassinate these features and make his partner feel insecure about her achievements. And then she has some, some frequently asked questions and answers here. So what happens when a man feels emasculated? When a man feels emasculated, he feels weak in character and incapable in every aspect of his life. He no longer feels like a man because taking control is what makes him feel manly. And this can happen too with men who uh, can no longer achieve an erection. So a lot of men, a lot of men can achieve a healthy erection all the way up into their 90s. But then there are also a lot of men who around the age of 40, their erection is not as full. And as they age, it gets harder and harder to achieve an erection, especially if alcohol is involved. So... Um, some men will beam a big smile and say, I just take Viagra. They don't care. Um, they're not ashamed of it, but the emasculated man is very ashamed of it. They feel like they should be able to maintain an erection with no drugs and, um, they'll try to hide that they take them. Um, even though, you know, they need to take them. (laughs) So that can be another aspect of it as well. Um, how do you emasculate a man in bed? You emasculate him in bed by avoiding intimacy with him and making fun of his sexual performance. When you do these two things, the man begins to doubt his sexual experience and feels like his sex life is dull, unexciting, and unspecial. So it would be the same as uh, if a man laughed at your breasts or made fun of your body or told you you were horrible in bed. It would make you feel terrible as a woman. Same thing with a man. Um, They can feel very emasculated if you make fun of the size of their penis and tell them they're terrible at uh, you know different acts in the bedroom it will make them feel insecure here's another question how do I stop my my husband from emasculating me there are so many ways to stop emasculating your husband but the surefire way is not to badmouth and shame him in front of others how does a man feel when he's in love Is the last question. And she writes, When a man falls in love, it is all very intense. He feels strongly about his partner and will do anything in his power to make her feel loved. He is intentional about her and communicates love effectively with her, with her love language. So, yeah, the healthy individual would do this. Somebody who doesn't know what love languages are and maybe not as emotionally intelligent might not be such a wonderful description as this you know um it just depends so she writes in conclusion hope you enjoyed reading this and if you're in a relationship or marriage these are things that you need to look for to know if your man is emasculated um a lot of people say that the men that the kardashians have been with are emasculated so what are your thoughts on that and have you run into a man who's emasculated? Have you have you dealt with trauma bonding? And it thinking in terms of trauma bonding and and toxic relationships. If you're with an emasculated man, what can you do to protect yourself? What can you do to stand up for yourself without being abusive towards him because he's already in in hell in his own head, right? So what are your options? Do you leave? Do you try to help him? What are your thoughts on that? Or is it his responsibility to help himself? I would agree with the last one. It's his responsibility. Remember, we can only control ourselves and we're responsible for ourselves. So he will have to grow up and learn to take accountability. And if he wants to be more masculine, he's going to have to work on all of his insecurities and the issues that have emasculated him it could be a former relationship it could be the loss of a job that he felt defined him it could be any number of things but whatever the reason if you are an emasculated man and you're wondering how to fix it if you want to fix it think back to think back to the uh the event that caused the shift in you And go to therapy and process piece by piece everything that unfolded, including the little changes, the subtle little changes in you in the beginning and how you're different now from who you used to be. And you can get help with that. If you're with an emasculated man, you get help for yourself and tell him he has to fix himself, you're not there to fix him. You signed up to be with a partner, an equal, You did not sign up to adopt a foster child and take care of another child, okay? So I hope this was helpful, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in, and share this with your friends. And if you want to sponsor my podcast, you can. If you don't want to, just share it out. Thank you so much, and until next time, love you, choose you.